live back here in the com studios at 103.9 FM, WYAB. Man, be sure to get on Facebook, join my group. I've made two posts in it in the last five minutes. Just go to Facebook, search Clay Edwards Show, hit request to join or whatever it says. We'll get you in there. Me or one of the mods will. And be good to go. Start partaking in the shenanigans. It's just an extended version of this radio show, except you guys get to drive the conversation, not just me. You can post, do all that good stuff. You know how Facebook groups work. I ain't got to tell you. All right, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at LS Autoplex. That's right, man. Come see me this week. I'll be there from, uh, let's see here. I'll get there around noon. Let's just say at the absolute latest, 1130, 12 o'clock. Come in. Make sure you ask for me. If you, know, if, if you want to do business with me, make sure you ask for me. And uh, we'll get you taken care of. Uh, I get there from noon. I'll be there till about 6 o'clock or so. Saturdays, I'm there from 9 to 3, or as late as I need to be. But I try to get out of there at 3 if we're not doing anything. But look, man, we got, right now, I've got three F-250s. I even got a, I got a gas burner. A gas burner F-250. Really nice. Uh, got to get it cleaned up, get it ready to sell. I got three Toyota 4Runners. Two Pearl White 2016 Limiteds. They're all two-wheel drive. And I've got a black SR5 with leather. 2014. Starting starting as low as twenty three nine. I've actually got a fourth forerunner that's going to be somewhere in a, in a much lower price range. It's an older body style. I don't know a whole lot about it off the top of my head. And of course, we got about ten F one fifties out there because that's what we do. F one fifties. That's our thing. But we have, we are diversifying. You diversity, equity, and inclusion folks would like this. We're diversifying our inventory a little bit. So. Uh, We've got a few other things out there for you other than just F-150s. You can see it all online today, ellisautoplex.com. And don't forget, we buy cars. I bought two of you guys' cars last week. I bought a convertible Volkswagen and a Ford Edge from Clay Edwards Show listeners. So bring us out there. Stop by. Let us buy your car. Uh, At least we'll put a number on it. Give you a shopping ticket, as we call it. You can go to any other car lot. At least you'll have a baseline to find out what your vehicle's worth. I might not earn your business today. But maybe you'll be a maybe you'll be appreciative, and I can earn it down the road uh, on one of the next go rounds, or maybe you'll send me a referral or something. So we we don't mind offering that service and uh, letting you see the Carfax on your vehicle, all that stuff. Friendly customer service from Rankin County's hometown dealership, Little Truck City, Ellis Autoplex. All right, on the line here from Madison, Mississippi, it is uh, the de facto. President of the Madison, Mississippi Moms for Liberty chapter, Miss Lindsay Beckham. She's been up in where was it, Lindsay? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And not Mississippi either. Not not no. not, not God's country, uh, the devil's country. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I kid. It, it certainly seems that way. Oh, it seems like Satanists and Democrats have just taken over up there. But I guess well, they're kind I of one and the you. same thing, actually, right? Uh, yeah, we found out later on that they actually bust in groups of people and paid people to protest. Oh, outside agitators. Yeah. Oh, Democrats love talking about those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was wild. I know at least eight were arrested before it was over with. Um, They, they had signs. They were threatening to hurt us. Um, They actually vandalized um, the museum of the American revolution um, they graffitied it and broke windows out of it, all because they hosted a welcome reception for us. Um, we were called <laughs> Clan Karen Hood and the Ku Klux Karens. And I like that one. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it just gets better. The names get better and better. Um, the, our final day, as we were leaving, they actually held hands and stood in the street and r- refused to let us get Ubers or cabs to take us to the airport, Like I guess in hopes that they could make us miss our flight. Of course, I didn't think they wanted us there, but then they didn't want us to leave. <laughs> Well, they're a very confused bunch. I mean, most of them, most of them don't know their fathers. Uh, just, a, just a very, very confused bunch. I mean, half of them think they're women, or half of them think they're men, and they're not. I mean, I've seen the pictures. I've seen some of the videos. Uh, you know, it's your typical Fondernite white liberal, and uh, or, or uh, even your black Fondernite, your woke Jackson type person. They're all very much very ugly, unattractive, untouchable trolls. Yeah. What what's so crazy is that while they're out there screaming at a building, you know, we were inside and we were learning about the history of our country. We were learning about our founding fathers. Um, I actually did a breakout session where I learned so much about our our black founding fathers who helped build this, this nation. I mean, there are so many black founding fathers that were heroes and property owners and professors and doctors and lawyers and politicians Hold and entrepreneurs. On. Hold and this on. was all well before the Emancipation Proclamation. Hold that and thought. You mean, you, you mean, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me. <laughs> right? That there were black people in America that weren't slaves? Exactly. What? I've been lied to? You've been lied to. These people, these heroes. Um, they're being forgotten, and their legacy is being neglected because it doesn't fit the narrative. Um, it doesn't fit the, the the narrative of the left that we they were nothing but slaves, and they've been oppressed all these years, and that the white people are the bad ones because they were the oppressors. That's what they want. They want to keep us in that narrative. They want to keep us divided. And so while we're inside learning about the history of our black founding fathers, we're being called to close parents. It, it, you know, they, they just, they're so misinformed or they're just so full of hate that they can't understand what our actual mission is. Oh, they're, they're, is, they're full of, they're full of meth right. and antidepressants and SSRIs. Right. I mean, and it, look, no, no offense out there. When I talk about antidepressants, anybody that's, that takes them and functions perfectly normal, but you, you're the minority. If you take them and function perfectly normal, because they get these people, they're, they're, they're just loaded up on psychosis medicine. They've been taking Adderall since they were five years old. I mean, it's just that, that we have, I didn't mean to turn this into a big pharma thing, and I hate talking over you, but I just want to make a point that we have medically induced an entire generation of Americans into mental illness. Right. And, and you're seeing it. You're seeing it in, in the flesh. Since especially since about 2020, since since COVID, it is well, really no. Let me take it back a little. Since about 2016, since Trump came down that escalator and tore tore a hole in the space time continuum, it activated whatever was in all those antidepressants and made these people go completely unhinged. It it certainly seems that way. When you know, Trump was there with us Friday after last Friday afternoon, and I think they had to reroute him three times we ended up not getting the, the time with them as much time with them as we were supposed to get because of the rerouting they had to do to get him there because of the crazies in the streets but but he made it and um you know we were thankful that he he chose to come 
I think it, it really says a lot about what's going to be at the forefront of this presidential election. I mean, parental rights and education is, is such a huge topic because they messed up when they came for our children. And the moms out there are going to change this country. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was just uh, my second segment there, one of my segments in the second half of the first hour. I talked about uh, the government colluding with big tech to actually be fascist. To actually mm-hmm. do, that's actually fascism. Um, to censor conservative folks. Our last interview, Lindsay, you know this to be true because you brought it to my attention and I tested mm-hmm. it and it was in fact true. They would not, Facebook would not let me upload a link that mentioned Moms for Liberty. Right. They have, they have since the Southern Poverty Law Center deemed y'all a hate group, you can no longer, uh, I could no longer share a link about y'all on my Facebook. Right. I, I, I attempted to post it, and it was immediately taken down due to going against their community standards. Yeah. God so. forbid that there's moms out there that, that want better for their children in education. Did any of the presidential candidates speak on this matter at all, about, on big tech censorship or any of that? They did. Um, they did speak to that, and they did talk about how, you know, we, we had five presidential candidates there. We had um, President Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, um, we had Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchinson, and Vivek Ramaswamy. And they all spoke to the fact that, you know, if they're elected, they will remove the Department of Education um, from our country because it's gone so far left and and because you know it's, it's just ridiculous that moms can't advocate for their children without being silenced so tell me tell me this what were some of the highlights of the speeches did nikki haley and uh, asia do anything to set themselves apart because i didn't even realize they were there yeah you know nikki haley talked a lot about foreign policy which means that's where her expertise is um, they just, it, the, it definitely wasn't as electric or you didn't have that, that vibe in the room when they spoke like you did with, with Trump and DeSantis and, and Ramaswamy. I'm telling you, and, and I told you this, but Vivek has become my favorite candidate at this point. He was incredible and just brought the house down. And if, if, any of your listeners don't know who he is or haven't heard of him, I urge you to go to go look this man up. I was say, feeling say it, Reagan vibes. Say his name slowly for everybody because it is it Vivek is a mouthful. Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm telling you, I've seen him in some interviews, and I have been thoroughly impressed. And I'm gonna tell you, just here over the last few weeks, as I as I discover more and more uh, conservative people running for other offices around the country, I can confidently say we got the deepest bench. In, in all of America, on the Republican side, nationally, we have got, especially when you, when you get past Trump and some of the older guys, man, we have got a we have got a farm league that is ready to take America back. I agree, and I mean it. It, it could not come at a at a better time because we we definitely need it. Um, what, I, uh, I joined that. I was, I was going to say, what stood out about Ramaswamy? I mean, what, what, what was it that he said that really connected with Lindsay? It was his passion, I think. I think it was his passion to take our country back. Um, you know, he went through about 10 bullet points, and he just laid it out. Um, and everything that he said was so spot on. 
um, yeah, he he said, God is real. He said, there are two genders. Um, he said, an open border is no border. He said, parents should determine the education of their children. He said, the nuclear family is the greatest form known to mankind. Um, he said, capitalism lifts people from poverty. But he had these 10 bullet points, and he just, like, spit them out with such a passion. And, and I mean, it was electric. The, everyone in, the, in that room was moved by everything, by what he said. All right. Now, look, I know everybody's on pins and needles. Tell us about Trump and DeSantis. They, I mean, I, obviously they have, they were coming to speak to a group of moms, and they are obviously the more experienced candidates, um, or the more experienced speakers. And they said, they honestly said the things that we expected them to say, things that we've heard them say before, um, you know, when it comes to parental rights and, and that they will advocate for us as moms. Um, what they plan to do in the education system. One thing Trump said, and I think he was—he got a little bit um, off of, off track, and I think some people kind of tensed <laughs> up, like, oh, what's he going to say? Um, but he, he spoke to the fact that um, if he's elected, if he's reelected, he will have principles um, that will be, I guess, kind of looked at at the end of every school year, at the end of every, I mean, he said every three years, um, and that the people will be able to um, vote to rid certain schools of, or to fire certain principals from schools if they are not doing what the parents are asking them to do. So that was something different that I had not heard him say before, and I thought that was a really a great idea, honestly. Um, we need that. We need parents to be able to have some sort of um, reverb or some sort of way to make sure that schools are doing what they need to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So coming away from it, if you could vote for one person today, who 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 has your vote? Is it still, still DeSantis or are you swinging if towards? I, if I had to vote today, I would vote Ramaswamy. That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm told. I mean, I'm a fan. Yeah. And I, we, you know, it's, it's, it's not a minute too soon because I, I'm telling you, the things that are happening, and we may not be seeing everything right here in Mississippi, but um, we have a, a member in Wyoming who whose school has transitioned her daughter without her knowledge, and they are suing the school. We have, um, I talked to a, a woman in Oregon yesterday who's wanting to start a chapter. I joined the interview team with Moms for Liberty back in October, so I've been able to talk to moms and dads all over the country and, and to hear what they're dealing with in their hometowns and in their areas. In Oregon, they're putting feminine products in the boys' bathrooms, um, and, and the parents didn't even know this. The only reason that they were informed is because some of the boys kept ripping the the box off the wall and they were asking the parents to make sure you talk to your kids and ask them not to do that. But why on earth would you need feminine products in the boys restroom to start with? So, I mean, these things are happening across the country and it, it is time to take our schools back. So let, let, let's flesh this out a little bit. Why, why would you need feminine products in the boys bathroom? I'm sitting here running this through my head. Cause I don't want to yeah. just, we, we need to make sure people realize how back crap crazy this is. So either you've got, you've got one or two things happening. You've got boys squeezing ketchup into their panties to pretend they're on their period. <laughs> or, or, you've got, or you've got girls you know, girls pretending to be boys using the boys' bathroom and still having to use feminine products, which would overwhelmingly suggest that you are, in fact, not a boy. 
complete insanity. Complete insanity. Oh my God. Like it's you can't even wrap your head around it at this point. It's just nuts. Things I never thought I would say in a in a sentence catch up in panties. Yeah, exactly. I, I know some of your listeners were a little bit upset with me over the Pornhub situation. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I, I tell you what, I got a few things I want to hit. Let's take a break real quick. I want you to stay on with me for another segment. Can you do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want, I want to talk about the big tech censorship. I want to talk about Pornhub. And I got a question that I want to throw out there. I want y'all to think about this real quick. I'm going to give Lindsay, I don't want to blindside her. I'm going to give her a second to, di- to digest this. A teacher has been fired for having an OnlyFans account. I want hold your answer. I want your opinion on that. And mine may surprise y'all. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB with Lindsey Beckham, Moms for Liberty. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios at 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment, real quick, it's going to be brought to you by our friends over at Take a Break Deliveries. We got two great sponsors on the show that you can get delivered by Take a Break Deliveries. One, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, of course. And now, another one of our great sponsors, one of our What's for Lunch sponsors, the Big Salad, right there in Flowood, is on Take a Break Deliveries. You can check out their menus, all at takeabreakdeliveries.com. It's locally owned. It's veteran-owned. It's a food and alcohol delivery service where customer service is key, Um Chick-fil-A jokes aside, they are the Chick-fil-A drive through of food delivery services. And that is still a compliment in my book. And uh, Keith and his team over there, the Hocut family, they run it themselves, hands-on, boots on ground, even gets out there and delivers food himself. Check them out. Download their app from your app store of choice. Take a break deliveries. Not take a break delivery. It's take a break deliveries. And if you're a first-time customer, Use the promo code in all capital letters, CLAY601. You're going to get $5 off your delivery fee, and it lets them know that you heard it here on the show. And once you've downloaded the app or you follow them on social media, they send out a promo code every day to save anywhere from 3 to 5 bucks on your delivery fee, so they make it affordable. If you're hungry right now for breakfast in Rankin and Madison County, starting at 8 a.m. every day, they deliver breakfast in Rankin and Madison County. So check them out, takeabreakdeliveries.com, or download the app from your app store of choice. Let's get back to Miss Lindsay Beckham with Moms for Liberty. Lindsay? Hey. All right. So I teased everybody with a, with a question here. Mm-hmm. Let me click on my link. <laughs> all right. So this is from outkick.com. It says, a teacher doing battle with social, I'm sorry, teacher doing battle with school board over OnlyFans has finally been fired. Uh, a months-long battle started when the school board told her to stop her act- her activities on social media, including OnlyFans, under the alias of Ava James or risk being fired. The 35-year-old refused to shut down the accounts. She decided instead to fight the school board, d- believing that her attempt to keep her two worlds separate should allow her to keep her job. Uh, in May, she revealed that the school board, and the investigative committee reviewing her case for a discipline hearing had subscribed to her OnlyFans. At the conclusion of the hearing, McDonald thought it was uh, just a matter of time before she was fired, and she was right. Somewhere along the lines there, it it covered up the first part of that with her name. But anyway, uh, all right, so to the gist of this, I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I think we are 100% on the same page about pornography 
and schools and what children should be allowed to see or be forced to see, depending on Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. If I, for one, do not have a problem with what somebody does in their free time as long as it stays in their free time and away from the kids. So if she felt like she could manage a OnlyFans account and it not bleed into the classroom, then I don't have a problem with it. The question I would have is the only way the kids would ever know about this is if it was from the parents talking about it. Right. And then, therefore, I, I, my, my initial thing would be, why are you talking about that around your kids? But that's your choice. You can talk about whatever, whatever you want to around your kids. But how did you know? You know, somebody figured this out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, I, can, some, I completely agree with you, Clay. I mean, I, if, if, if this is something that she's doing in her private life and she's not, she's not bringing it into the classroom, it, that's her. Yeah, I mean, I mean freedom of speech. For, I mean, that's her First Amendment right. As far as I'm concerned, right. nudity is a First Amendment right on the Internet as far as I'm concerned. It, but like you should be able to and it should not affect just like I believe I should be able to get up here and spew my political opinions and it not affect my employment. If I keep the two separate, it's no different. Right. It's no different. Right. And, I, and, and I wanted to bring this up with you because I think we get a lot of we catch a lot of nonsense, especially you for what you the fight you've put up there with the uh, pornography in schools and all this stuff in the libraries. We are not right. prude. We are not prudes. You know, no. we're not against a good time. We're not against rap, but we are against those thugs, you know, and and, and <laughs> exactly. that's kind of, and that's kind of the same concept here. I'm not, against, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not against porn. I'm not against any of that stuff to each their own, I just, but I'm against it. I'm against it being where it doesn't belong. And if this woman Absolutely. can juggle her two her two careers, then so be it. She's probably going to end up being very successful on OnlyFans because of this. I mean, I'm strolling here through, through, looking at some screen caps. She's obviously an attractive woman, and um, I'm guessing she's this publicity she's gotten from this is going to do more for her than her career in education ever could have. So good for her. Right. But I, you know, I still think her First Amendment rights were violated. I agree. I agree with you. And you know, speaking to the Pornhub situation, like that never would have been something that I lobbied for had I not found the the obscenity in our schools and then to start looking at other things and you know since COVID COVID just brought on so much now when your kindergartner starts school and this is Madison County when your kindergartner starts school the first week of school they're handed a brand new Apple iPad with no restrictions now there is some sort of um, while they're in school, the iPad, I guess they can't get on certain websites without it sending a message to someone. But they bring them home, and there's no restrictions on these devices. So that's kind of where the AIDS of verification bill came from, um, was to stop those situations. So were you involved, and, in, were you involved in that? Um, yes. Um, well, I helped. I emailed and called and you know it was something that we wanted to get to get passed because it would it would guarantee that you would have to verify your age to get on these types of websites now with Pornhub basically what they did is they refused to follow those guidelines they said we would rather pull out of Mississippi altogether than to verify age so that children aren't watching pornography and you know, it just that makes no sense to me, but that's that's what happens. See, uh, the, the, I mean, look at, at the end of the day, you know, it's their business model. They can do as they choose. I think they will inevitably end up 
back here. But you know, I don't disagree with their premise that it's a it, about personal information and them having to be responsible for your personal data, your personal information, because they had to verify your age through ID or whatever the verification model is. So I, I understand them not wanting to have to be responsible for people's personal information. Right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of conflicted on the whole thing. I, I really am. A, my, my free speech side of me just says, just let it all hang out and let it do what it do, you know, and let the market decide. But too many children with access to devices that their parents don't have control over. Like, you know, I didn't even mention this on the show the other day, but like you just said about like the iPads they're getting from the school. Well, mm-hmm. parents may not have the ability to set up the parental controls on those. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff against the wall here, but that would make sense. Right. You know, it, it's when they came for our children, you know, all bets are off. And, the, and, and they're telling the you, they're telling you we're coming for your children, it's, they're, they're singing songs about it at the gay right. court, the gay choir in San Francisco. They're marching it, saying that they're doing it in New York. And then the the Times, I think it was the New York Times, came out to try to defend it, and say no, no, no. They've been chanting this for years. It's no, it's no mm-hmm. big deal. Well, just like we told you for years, they're coming for our children. Lefties don't reproduce; they recruit, and they don't even try to hide it. And they they say it: "We are coming for your children," and. You know, this group of moms today said, over my dead body, like, the gloves come off. We, we, we're we not going to allow that. And now you're far-right uh, terrorist. Exactly. Now I'm anti-government, part of a hate group. If you don't want <laughs> Extremist, your, terrorist. Yeah, if you don't want your kid subjected to a couple dudes dressed like women doing pornographic dances, pornography, anything, anything nasty, if you don't, if it's just not all bets off, no censorship at all for your children. You're a Nazi. Right. Or part of Planned Parenthood. And this is what's waking people up. This is what's waking up Moms for Liberty and why they become such a force that you're all, all of your top political uh, conservative uh, presidential candidates just left your conference. That's why Antifa and the, or in Trans-Tifa even are outside protesting. It's why BLM is protesting your, your conference. You know, do, do y'all have black members? We do, actually. We actually have, um, on, she's our director of outreach, and she is a black lesbian. <laughs> so, so, so imagine a that. member of Moms of Liberty. Imagine that. Good moms of all sexual and, uh, and racial backgrounds, ethnicities, love their children and want what's best for their children. Uh, I, I say it all the time. There are really good gay folks out there, and I hate that they're being swept up into this, but we got to have more of them, like the gays for groomers, the gays against groomers folks, step up yes. and fight back. The, the founder of gays against, uh, um, Jamie, one of the founders, one of the two founders actually came and spoke at our conference as well. I need some contact information for them. I would love to have them on the show. I, I, I can get that for you. I talked to her for a long time after she spoke and just got very impressed with her. And she's taking a stand. And, I mean, she gets hate probably worse than anybody um, from the left because of the stand that she's taken. But she said, we, this is not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to indoctrinate children or to force my to force views, these types of views onto children. She stands very strongly against um, the transitioning of children because it's just, you can't make a decision like that at that age. 
and we, parents that are allowing this, so their children to, to transition or to take drugs to hormones, hormone therapy, you know, I just can't wrap my head around it. No, I mean the fact we're even having to try to explain why you shouldn't do this on, a, on in a conversation is about the most twenty twenty three thing I've ever experienced. All right, Lindsay, I appreciate you. How can folks find you? Um, so I'm I'm on Facebook, Lindsay Beckham, and then also we have a Moms for Liberty Madison County Facebook page. Um, also, our Moms for Liberty website, momsforliberty.org, and you can search for Madison County. And I have been overwhelmed with with people wanting to to join our chapter. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm on that. I'm working to get back in touch with everyone. Um, it's obviously we go through a process where we attempt to, to vet as many people as possible so that we don't have any crazies in the group, um, just to protect all of our members basically. Sure. So I'm in the process of going through and, and trying to vet the new members who have, um, reached out over the last week. I know we got a lot of, there's a lot of media attention around the conference. So, um, I'm working on that, and I will get back to everyone. Yeah, you don't need any of those white liberals from the Real Talk Florence page in there. They're crazy. No. <laughs> crazy as Hades. All right, Lindsay, appreciate you. Stay safe right, out thanks, there. Clay. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Shoot me some contact okay. information for these folks. All right, we appreciate Lindsay Beckham. Let's take a break real quick, come back, and uh, start getting ready to wrap the show up for the day. We're here till the top of the hour, and then we'll be followed by Jane. Uh, what day is it? Mike Madison. Mike Madison will uh will be on from nine to ten, followed by Jameson Haygood. Right here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here. On the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.